Welcome to the RuPaul's Drag Race Recap Show for Season 12, Episode 3, titled World's Worst. Literally. My name is Joe Batanz, and I am joined, as always, by one immunocompromised co-host. <laughs> Temporarily, from the podcast pod, is my co-pilot. Please say... Everybody, speak slowly and clearly. What the hell is going on? To Taylor... <laughs> The Latte Boy. Like, seriously, like, yeah. Hello, Taylor yeah. Latte Boy. At, at various levels, yeah. what the hell is going on? Yeah, hi. Yeah. Everyone should know. And I, if, you know, if a podcast doesn't start with me saying everyone should know, it's not a podcast by Afterthought Media. never good. Yeah. It's never, it, never good. Is this After Buzz TV's Jay Ellis. Maybe you would be funny if he got super drunk last night and he's right now driving to After Buzz TV for confusing which show he's supposed to be on. After Buzz TV's JL was supposed to sit in for said Taylor the Latte Boy, and I don't know where he is. We've been trying to contact him, and I don't know where he is. Anyway, um, I'm here. Yeah, but she's here. here right I, I, now. We're giving the people what they want. They would yeah. have been incredibly disappointed if I wasn't here. That's true. But now here I sit, and you know, but all, you all clean and yeah, and oh yeah, just stupped. virginal, freshly stupped. Uh, yeah. Uh, by the way, everyone, uh, if you are not a member oh, of this Patreon, patreon.com slash Afterthought Media, right now, Taylor and I are going to go, uh, we're going to talk just between us girls, but uh, our Patreon supporters at the premium level get to hear that, and if you want to hear that, go to Afterthought, no, patreon.com slash Afterthought Media and join at the premium level where you can hear the conversation. But if you are not, then right now you are going to hear a little bit of a beep, and we will be back right after that, with the, going right into the show. So just between us girls. Yeah, just between us girls. Like, are you worried about this coronavirus at all and how it's no. going to affect your trip to L.A. and all that? I'm, I am worried about how it's going to affect my trip to L.A. As mm-hmm. of right now, DragCon has already been canceled. Yep. Um, so we're not going to get to go to DragCon. And you and I have talked privately that there is a possibility that Alaska's pageant might be following suit. Yeah. Though I'm not as sure about that. Um, mm-hmm. I, I don't know that that theater holds 250 people. That's the other thing, too. Because so, right now the law is it can't be more than 250 people in California. So Okay. Well, then we'll we'll see about that. Yeah. Um, Disneyland at this point is closed for a couple of weeks, just a couple of weeks. But I don't, it, I don't see a world where they even close it through April. I mean, this is big business yeah. time for them. Yeah, so. yeah. Disney World too. Disney World's closing as we were supposed to be at Disney World yeah. today, and mm-hmm. with everything going on, my husband is a little panicked by everything. So, oh, is we he decided to not? Yeah, he's he's very. Like we can't leave the house. I'm like, we can leave the house. We're allowed to go places. <laughs> but wait, have so, you guys have you guys stocked up or done anything like that? Or yes, yeah, we stocked up on stuff. And I actually went into Publix this morning because mm-hmm. it's his birthday, so I had to go buy a birthday cake and was pleasantly surprised at how efficient everything was. And the lines weren't super long, and they had definitely stocked up. See, we're used to this kind of thing because of hurricanes. But the, and I keep explaining this to my husband. The difference is when when they run out of things at stores, they've run out of them. That's mm-hmm. it. We're done. Yeah. Whereas this is different because they keep restocking. You know, things are still moving along. Okay. You know, once more people start to get sick and they don't have the ability to deliver and stuff, that's a little different. But hopefully at that point, everybody's stocked up. 
So, and we're also, there isn't at this point, not that there's no fear of like losing electricity for weeks at a time or losing internet, you know, it's, it's a different worst case scenario. We have to hang out in our homes for a set period of time. Mm -hmm. Um, The ones who are really freaked out by it. And I understand are all of my patients, all of my clients are because they're all their immune systems are already compromised. So I've had a lot of cancellations this week, or I've done a couple of, uh, I've done a couple of uh, phone visits with clients as well. So I have a feeling that I'm going to be segueing into a lot of just sitting, talking on the phone with people. You know, uh, here in California, our natural disaster earthquakes is earthquake are there earthquakes and um, those come without warning. Well, not anymore. Now they have those warning system where you get like a warning like a minute in advance or something, but, uh, but they come without warning. You know, you can't. So people are losing their goddamn fucking mind. I'm actually going to talk mm. about this on another podcast from Dean immediately after this. But this morning, um, I you know, uh, bec- I, because it's a morning, I went to get my breakfast of Champions McDonald's. And it was almost 8 o'clock. And I said, you know what? Target's about to open up. Now, by the way, my house looks like right now like I'm running a fucking general store out of it. But uh, <laughs> uh, but I was like, you know what? The, even though I happen to have hand sanitizers, I'm like, I'll stroll around if there's like a hand sanitizer or this or that that I might kind of want to have. I'll pick up one. Right, it's eight in the morning. It'll just open. Okay, so I drive. It's I'm, it's it's about five to eight at this point. They open the Target by me opens at eight. I drive into the parking lot. Taylor TLB, let me tell you. The parking lot was like it was Christmas Eve for a bunch of divorced dads. It was <laughs> packed like there was yeah. no spaces. The line was around the building. And I was like, holy shit. Which is I hadn't I went to Target a couple of days ago. And when I was there, uh it it looked like a target that needed to be restocked, but it was okay, right? Yeah. My parents went yesterday. They showed me pictures. The shelves were bare. It looked like someone had just robbed the entire store. It was insanity. Yeah. And uh, it was it was cuckoo bananas. I don't I don't. It was the craziest thing. I don't. I, so we're not used well, to that here. The one thing that I, my co-host on Pod is my co-pilot and I have a group chat. And we were talking um, this week, and the one thing that has been noticed by both of them is when they go to Target, a lot of the hand sanitizers and things like that, mm-hmm. the hand soaps are gone. But it's the cheap hand soaps and stuff. It's the like the Mrs. Myers or yeah. the higher end hand soap stuff are still there. Oh really? Oh no, no 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 no. Yeah. Oh that's that's the way it's been at the. T- they both mentioned that and the Target there and in Dallas and also one of the Targets here, as mm-hmm. well. So it's just sort of I, I don't know. We're it's it, we will get through this. Yeah. Yes, it's scary. You know I you know I have diabetes. I, 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 so my immune system is comp has the ability to be compromised a little bit easier as well. So I've done my homework and I am just, you know, whereas I've always washed my hands, I'm washing my hands a little more thoroughly than I had been before. And I definitely am using more hand sanitizer. I have noticed clients that normally reach out to like shake my hand, aren't doing that anymore. Mm-hmm. And that's fine, you know, but we've done things that we've all made the jokes at work. We have to screen every single person that comes in the building. Yeah. So I have to call all of my clients and say, have you had a temperature of more than 100.4? Have you experienced a new cough? Have you, mm-hmm. you know, all of these different things. And everybody has been very 
because sometimes some of our clients can be kind of challenging to work with yeah and they just fight you because but everybody seems understanding at this point i feel like week two mm-hmm. people are going to start to grumble about that they have to answer these questions but it's this is just the way things are for yeah. the for the foreseeable future it's the new we, normal. we are going to be fine mm-hmm. it's we just have to we just have to push through now on the lighter topics um Mm-hmm. I want to know this, and, and, and this is a question I have for you. The serious question. Mm-hmm. Okay. Do you think you, if you are self-quarantined, can, can I'm taking a, a straight question that I've seen, not question, something I've seen posed on straight social media, apply to gay social media. Let's say you and Bobby Lou have to be quarantined in the house. Does this mean, like, exponentially more fucking? possibly oh yeah i would say so i would say so because both of us definitely you know when we're around each other it tends to happen every once in a while but also when you know i know for a fact he and i both enjoy uh masturbation aggressive anal when we're not around when we're not around each other so if Mm -hmm. we're around each other all the time there's going to be less masturbation which means there's going to be more you know man-on-man action at casa babalate yeah you know uh it's it, speaking of uh, I, this pod is my co-pilot. It's a show that you're on. I don't know if you know that. I was actually oh, is listen- that what it's called? It's called Pod is my co-pilot. Available on oh. Apple Podcasts. Is it on Spotify? Girl, I don't understand how to get it on Spotify. Oh, I really? have tried. I've tried to do it through Libsyn. I tried. I'm not sure, and I would love if somebody could help me with that. Okay, and then uh, I'm busy. But uh, and. Then- <laughs> Anywhere else you get your podcast. But my question to you is, you know, I was listening to the most recent episode of Stuff in My Face with, oh, by the way, I, I did not discover this. I was thinking to, because I love, there's nothing I love more than a McDonald's hash brown, right? And I allow myself mm-hmm. one per day. Okay. Yeah. And I just like relish this hash brown, right? I'm just like, oh. And I realized I had a I, McDonald's hash brown this morning. It's oh, the did first you really? McDonald's I've had in like a year and a half. Yeah, because it's his birthday and that's what he wanted. So that's what we got. Oh, that's right. You don't go to McDonald's anymore, huh? Yeah. Mm-mm. And um, so everyone should know Taylor and I are big fans of this uh, YouTube channel called uh, Bon Appetit. I don't know if you've ever heard of it. The yeah. The world's biggest channel. And um, this Chris Morocco, a chef that I would just fucking kill to have sex with. I think he's so fucking Which sexy. I don't understand, but okay. I think he All is right. so fucking sexy. Just to like, because you know he, okay, I just, oh God, I can't, right? But he, he's uh-huh. known on the on this channel for taking very tiny bites. Uh-huh. And I was like, almost oh, for taking tiny bites of these hash brown potatoes. I'm going to say that's a way to eat. I like this tiny bites idea. Yeah. You have to savor yeah, the flavor we've talked about... You and I have talked with with Lowry, Rocket mm-hmm. Camp, about mm-hmm. the whole idea of savoring things. Yeah. And that so often, especially with food, we just kind of cram it in our mouth and we don't think about it. But I do an activity Wait, 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 wait. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Just to stop you for a second. You hesitated before you said mouth. Like, almost like you said butt. Do you stuff food up your butt? <laughs> no, I was trying to think of, like, I was going to say gullet, but then I decided to stick with your mouth. No, I don't stick food in my butt. I stick other things in my butt, but not... Anyway, um, but we do. I do an activity with clients to teach them mindfulness of where they we have. I give each of them three M and M's, and I do a thing where 
it's directed where they eat the M&Ms, three M&Ms over five minutes. And they mm-hmm. talk about the weight of the M&M in their hand and they look at the M&M and then they put the M&M on their tongue and they let it rest there and then they press mm-hmm. it against all that kind of stuff. And it's a way to kind of savor the experience versus just popping a handful of them in your mouth and not really enjoying them as much. Well, anyway, the reason I brought this up was I was listening mm-hmm. to Pod as my co-pilot and uh, you were talking – well, first of all, great episode of Pod as my co-pilot. Bravo. Thank I you. thought it was good across the board. Everyone had good stories. I loved your story about the wedding. And, um, but my, you know, I, I'm not finished with it yet. I, you, I did get a name check. Everyone who's a big, uh, is, if you're a buffance, is that what we call them? <laughs> <laughs> if you're part of the buffandom, uh, is, uh, is I get a name check because everyone should know I am thirsty for, even though I will say, based on what you've, I'm going to watch my sweat mouth here. Never mind. I'm a thirsty for uh, um, Bobby Lou's brother, Gabriel. Yes. Okay. Thirsty, yes. right? And he lives in the same mm-hmm. city. I've yet to meet him. And by the way, you said, if I become your brother-in-law, um, it's when I become your brother-in-law. Let's get to that <laughs> right out of the bat, off the bat. <laughs> there. Anyway, but what I'm anxiously awaiting for, and I've yet to hear it, uh, are the top 10 movie choices. Uh, do you guys get to it this episode? We get to it. We get okay. to it at the end. Oh, okay. Because yeah. I haven't gotten there yet. And I was like, what is going on? Um why does it feel like I have nothing to talk to? Do you have anything to talk to me about? I don't know. But I get, we usually, well, everyone, to, Taylor and I prepped this. And uh, uh-huh. Taylor came on last well, night I as have, a pal. Okay. Yeah. But I told you about something this morning, and I can go into a little more detail about it. One of my husband's friends got him a present, which was a cameo. Oh, that's right. And it was a cameo from Thorgy Thor. So I was awoken this morning to look and qu- Thorgy Thor's face this close to mine with yeah. bone, you know. Where we, we watched a video together of, of Thorgy wishing my husband and saying hi to me. Oh, he did, on... or she did. Yes, yes. Oh, really? She did. Yes, and she she did a really good job. I was really impressed with what you got for. I, I looked it up. It was fifty dollars, but, um, but a... she talked for a good seventy five seconds, and she she promoted a show she's going to be on in April mm-hmm. like three times on it, mm-hmm. but she seemed. She seemed sincere, which I get that she's just wishing strangers in a. But it there it it seemed like it, she was. It seemed like she was genuinely enjoying herself while she did it, and she sang a very dramatic version of "Happy Birthday." Uh-huh. Um, she called him an old bitch at the end, and she 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 appreciated how much he loves her because Thorgy is one of my husband's favorite queens. Oh, I so. didn't know that. Now let me ask you this question: what, at, at any point did she drop the phrase "Thorgis" and she was feeling Thorgis? No, I don't believe she did. Oh, okay. Now, you know, what's funny is for Evan Ayers' birthday, and and I wasn't going to rip off Taylor. uh, I didn't even think about it to get Taylor one uh, until like a day before. And the person I would have gotten, Nina West, she says she takes like a week to get it back. And I was like, well, that point, I mean, I might as well just let him choose who he wants it to be. But Mm. um, we got uh, Tammy Brown. She does. She has a Tammy Brown has a very, very quick turnaround. And um, uh, and so I'm gonna see if I can pull it up for Evan. But she did for um, here it is. Hold on here for a second. I gotta go to that, and we're gonna share it on the screen here. Uh, but she did a really nice little thing for Evan, who, by the way, I've said this uh, on other shows, is um, now that he's left Afterthought Media. 
he and I are like almost butt fucking each other. Like <laughs> that's <laughs> I'm not even joking. We like write to each other the time and it's like I love you so much. And um Alright, here we go. But this is what you recorded for Evan. Evan, hi. It's can you guys me, see it? Tammy Brown. Wait, can you see it, Taylor? Yes. Oh, okay. And yeah. I'm here to spin your head round and round. Oh, look at that. No, it's not an alien. It's just a beautiful plant. I'm here in Mexico, and um, I want to sing you. Estas son las mañanitas que cantaba el rey David. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dearest darling, Evan. Happy birthday to you. And many more. Now, by the way, I'm going to pause it there. I don't think she understood the instructions. I wanted her to sing That's Amore to Evan. <laughs> and I think she was like, I don't know what he's talking about. Tanto amor, amor. Uh, something like that. Anyhow, um, throwing a party and you're invited. You've accepted. Accepted, and I'm so delighted. I've been waiting so long for you to make your move. I'm telling you now, get into my groove. So put your blindfold on, and I'll spin you all around. I'll tie myself up, and I'll dance all around. I'll be your love piñata. Mas fuerte, <laughs> mas duro. I, 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 I. Now, hashtag boycott. Palm oil, hashtag save the orangutans. Hashtag, have you heard my new album, Shubay? Oh, she plugged it. My rhymes are the crime. Kisses. There you go. Okay. So, uh, Tammy, one, Thorgy had more energy in her cameo. Okay. Two, Thorgy was in drag. Oh, well, I've seen Tammy do it in drag too. I think they just yeah. do it whenever they have a chance. But I think she's, what Thorgy does is really smart. Um, yeah, they should probably, you know, stockpile until she's in drag and she just oh, does them all. Yeah, that's definitely when you look at her, when you look at her page, um, she, there's multiple ones in the same outfit. Okay, but I was scrolling through a lot of the season 12 girls are on there already. Oh, they are. Um, so far, the most expensive one so far is Jada at $50, but mm-hmm. like Jan is 25 and they're usually all within the $25, $35 range. How much is Sherry one Pie? Person... <laughs> one person I. Did, that has nothing to do with Drag Race. That I was shocked, one, that she was on there, and two, the price that she wants. This Deborah Messing from Will and Grace mm-hmm. was on there, and she's $250. Oh, I don't think that's cheap. Violet Chotsky wants 500 Okay, well, the only person who I saw that was $500 that was, seemed worth it to me, that I would consider actually consider paying $500 for uh, my co-host Taffy for her birthday coming up, Dick Van Dyke. Oh, Dick Van Dyke's on there, and I was just like, I would consider because we don't know how long Dick Van Dyke's going to be around. Yeah, and I just she she loves Dick Van Dyke, so that is something where I could see doing that for 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 a gift. But that is a good I, one. I would not pay two fifty for Deborah Messing. Plus, like Deborah Messing is currently on, you know, a big mysteries sh- of Laura. There's something. Ab- <laughs> there's something about that that. <laughs> Imagine if you call like I'm a huge fan of the mysteries of Laura. Can you please just talk about that for the entire time? <laughs> this Will and Grace is not good this season. It's really, really bad. Will and Grace wasn't okay. Don't get me on my Will. And, I, now, this is coming from a person. I was a huge Will and Grace fan. Um, right. 
But even towards the end of the season, and I feel all sitcoms do this. I think I've talked about it before. It doesn't make any sense. When they've expl- when the writers have explored every nugget of every character, especially sort of like the side characters, and I do not understand why this is, the characters get like magical powers. Yeah. And even shows that like Will and Grace, which are in theory grounded in reality, the sort of side characters uh, get magical powers. Like, let's take a show, for instance, like Laverne and Shirley. Yeah. Laverne and Shirley about these two friends who live together, and they had these uh, friends, Lenny and Squiggy. And the joke always was on the show, and it was kind of funny, whenever they said, like, well, that's really creepy, and then all of a sudden Lenny and Squiggy would be like, hello, and they'd hello. come in, and that's sort of funny. Towards the end of Laverne and Shirley, it was like Lenny and Squiggy had, like, magical powers, you know, yeah. and, like, suddenly appear, and we like, what? Same thing with Will and Grace, where, like... Karen all of a sudden just had like, and Jack had like magical powers and could do things that like a human being wouldn't be able to do. I have not watched the reboot, but is it like that on the reboot? It's yeah, it's pretty. It's not good. Yeah, where I mean, where, where Karen is suddenly like seven hundred years old kind of thing, but <laughs> yeah. it's 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 like that. Yeah, but it doesn't it doesn't make any sense. But at this point, we know there's only a couple of episodes left, so mm-hmm. we, we figured and we might as well just see it through. Are Deborah Messing and and uh, and uh, uh, what the fuck? Is oh, it? it's clear they hate each other. That they're not in the same scenes ever, or it's it, it's rare, and they almost avoid eye contact when they're in the same scenes. Mm. Right. I I listened to uh, Megan Mullally and Nick Offerman's podcast, and mm-hmm. they recently did an episode on bullying. Okay, and she talks about it without saying the name but oh, really? she makes it sound like deborah messing is a nightmare but, but I, heard, I have I, read yeah, yeah. that i read a book years ago called i think it was um top of the rock mm-hmm. and it talked about a lot of the musty tv shows and they talk about deborah messing before she was even on the show she was such a nightmare mm-hmm. to negotiate to sign with a contract mm-hmm. that that is always kind of stuck in my head and knowing what I know about the whole thing with them. Yeah. It's, it's watching it from that perspective. Because apparently she, Mega Mullally and Sean Hayes don't really talk anymore either. Oh, really? Yeah. So it's, if you watch this reboot now, it's a lot of the three. Mm-hmm. It's Will, Grace, and Jack and a lot of Karen with her own side story. Well, hold on for a second. At what point, though, do you go like, well, which I've heard Deborah Messing is a nightmare. I've heard that. Mm-hmm. Okay. And you can look at her and you can tell that she's a nightmare. You know, is that yeah. shocking to anybody? She's a nightmare on Twitter and she's on my side, right? Yeah. And, but at what point is it then like, if no one will talk to you, are you kind of the problem too? Oh, I think listening to Megan Mullally and Karen Walker are nothing alike. Mm-hmm. Um, j- listening to that podcast and seeing other interviews with Megan Mullally stuff, she's kind of, she's kind of an odd duck. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that part of it may play into that as well, but I, it, whatever, at this point, it's a couple more episodes of Will and Grace and then we'll never have to deal with them again. Are you seeing how they're going to wrap the show up or no? Well, both Grace is pregnant okay, and Will has a surrogate who's mm-hmm. played by Demi Lovato mm-hmm. and they were on the episode, she was on the episode last night. And I think they're going to end it with the two of them having babies at the same time. Oh, which is so funny because, again, it's in this Max, Max Muchnick and whatever his other partner's name is, they cannot learn. I feel that was sort of the problem at the end of the first run of Will and Grace, where it was right. nothing but just stunt casting. And it yeah. seems like in this reboot, they've done a lot of stunt casting again. Yeah, there's definitely it's not as bad as it was at the end of 
the last last series of it mm-hmm. but it's still it's every once in a while you're like okay really another famous mm-hmm. person yeah it's distracting it is distracting um all right well i don't know where jay ellis is what do you want to do here taylor before i bring back those I'll keep, girls i'll keep going okay i'll keep going i don't know i, I what do you think happened i don't know he's if he was walking his dog could he have fallen into a canyon i'm not even lying. like do you think um maybe like because here's the deal the boyfriend is kind of I don't mind saying this on the air. I don't think Jay will agree with me. It's kind of um, persnickety. Okay. Mm-hmm. And I wouldn't be surprised if the boyfriend woke up and was like, oh, no, we were supposed to go to Smart and Final today and try and get supplies because of this lockdown or whatever. And he's like, oh, but then Jay would have texted me. That's the weird thing is how incommunicado he is. Like, that, I w- everyone should know Jay Ellis is, if anything, very professional. And so that's sort of what's bizarre here. It's okay. Yeah. All right. I mean, I, I didn't mean that. Like, <laughs> I didn't mean that your worry is not unwarranted. I think he'll be. I, I think everything will be fine. He maybe he maybe he's just sleeping. Sure. We just pause the show right here, and then we just come back when he's. But then I got to do this. Should I see if Adam Burns can do throwing down now? No, I'm on the no, I'm on the air. Okay, that's fine, but I didn't. But you told me I'm, because if, because it's just between us girls. I'm saying this. You told me that you weren't prepared to do an episode because of you know you didn't think you were going to do an episode. <laughs> Two, I have an overlying theme of what I think about the episode. <laughs> I think it'll be okay. <laughs> and then two, um, is your 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 husband doesn't want you to spend the whole afternoon here? He's playing video. Worst case scenario, he sends me a text message going, "Where are you?" And then I say, I got to go. Or okay. if Jay comes in, yeah, you know, if Jay eventually comes in, then I could talk for a while. And then, mm-hmm. you know, you could have all three of us and then mm-hmm. or you have both of us. And then mm-hmm. I could I could excuse myself. It's all fine. Right. Very but good. let's just. Okay. Well, Taylor, uh, this week, the two groups become one complete cast in the first elimination episode of season 12. For the mini challenge, Widow and Jada rank the queens they just met. In the maxi challenge, the queens work in teams on the sketch comedy challenge. On the main stage category is Buttons and Bows with guest judge Olivia Munn. After a rough improv performance, Dahlia Sin and Nikki Doll are placed in the bottom two and face off in a lip sync battle for their lives. In the end, Nikki Doll was told, Shantae, you stay, while Dahlia was asked... To sashay away, tell the latte boy, name two things you liked about the episode and one thing you did not. I'd rather name two things I didn't like about the episode <laughs> okay. and one thing I did. Sure, go ahead. Um, This was a horrible episode. Okay. This was not a good episode. Yeah. This was very disappointing, a huge drop-off from the first two. Um, I would say that I did not like... I liked one runway look. That was it. I only mm-hmm. liked one of them. Mm-hmm. Um, And... So that's the one I, I liked uh Gigi's look. Um the the orange the orange buttons. Uh things I did not like were I didn't like the challenge at all, the improv challenge. I think it's too early and these girls don't know each other enough to be doing an improv challenge. Mm-hmm. Um and I did I'm really starting to not like Britta. And that really makes me sad. Because I really wanted her to be stronger, but 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 just the, her, the way she comes off, there's something cloying about her. Cloying might be the wrong word, but there's something about her that just kind of I don't like. Oh, the New York queens, and everybody knows the New York queens are the 
best motherfucking queens in the motherfucking universe. So don't even come for us unless they're going against me. <laughs> Thank you. And I'm all like, okay, well, first of all, you've been accused of sexual assault, and so has another <laughs> New York queen. So don't tell me about the New York queens. We sexually assault people like nobody's business. <laughs> Harvey Weinstein. I was going to say that Harvey, Harvey Firestein. You no, Harvey Weinstein's Harvey. a sexual assault person. Right, but he's not a dry queen. Oh, is he, though? Is he, Taylor? <laughs> he will be when he's serving 23 years. <laughs> he dragged those bitches to the bed, but he sexually assaulted them. <laughs> oh, God. God. Okay. All right. Two parts. <laughs> what about um, you? Did you name the one thing you liked? Gigi's outfit on the oh, runway. Okay. That's it. All right. Two things I liked. Look, I'm going to tell you something. Everything I'm going to say, by the way, is very vapid across the board because this episode is not very good. One thing I liked is... And this is not very me, but this Gigi Good does not typically do it for me. But in that workroom scene, when she's in the glasses and the weird distressed denim or acid wash denim. Yeah. I was like, I need to have sex with this person. I don't know what. I'm not usually a glasses person, but oh my fucking God. her Because you know what it is? Is I think her eyes are too big like a grasshopper. And uh-huh. the glasses... <laughs> Yeah. The glasses shrunk the eyes. Okay. It's funny you mentioned that because I've seen a picture of her wearing glasses. I think it was on Twitter not that long ago. And I almost copied it and sent it to you because I'm like, she's she definitely in that picture. Because I don't necessarily think she's very attractive in yeah. way either, whereas I thought she would be. But she's giving, and I know that you like this, mm-hmm. she's giving off some Blake Mitchell vibes in this one picture mm-hmm. that I was like, oh, Joe would be all about that. It's funny because in that scene, mm-hmm. I was focused on something else while you were focused on the glasses. Uh, was something that I enjoy looking at are hairy legs. And I oh. was looking at Jackie Cox's hairy legs in his little short shorts and was like, well, hello. There was a lot for everybody because, yeah, Rock Um Sakura was uh, showing a lot of his Sakura uh, in, yeah. his, <laughs> in his little shorts. And I know people were really yeah. distracted by that. Rockham from the waist. Rockham is a very cute boy, but Rockham from the waist down, that's the type of legs I like. The big, thick thighs and, and juicy bubble butt. So that's that's very I, I'm very much all about that. Oh wait, forget this is not just a private camera. I was gonna basically pull my pants down right now and show you my big fat fucking thunder thighs. <laughs> but I'm, I forget that there Thank are other people God, watching. <laughs> I was literally like, did you see? I was like literally like I was like, and then I was like, I look and I saw there's a chat room there, and I was like, <laughs> plus it's saved for posterity, so anybody yeah, can yeah. go back and look at this yeah. at any point. <laughs> so anyway, oh, um, God. you know. <laughs> Um, (laughs) but, uh, you know what it is with Rock M is like, I look at her and I'm like, oh yes. But then there's something about her personality that just fucking grates on my nerves. And I just, like the part where she was just like, when she was picked last and she was like, who? Me? Are we going to do with this girl? And I'm like, oh, so she does a, she does a lot of cringy things. This is how I come out of the shower every day, by the way. Um, I'm like, oh. but with a towel, yeah, with towel a towel. And I'm like, around. and then like a dog pulling on the towel. And I'm like, I don't even have a dog. And I'm like, oh, and like a little bit of my oh. butt shows, <laughs> and it's sunburned. While, while you've got another towel wrapped around your head, <laughs> well, another towel wrapped right around my head, and I'm just like, oh. <laughs> <coughs> anyway, uh, 
What was I talking about? Oh, okay. The other thing I didn't, I, I, did, I did like was, okay, this is a longer talking point. <sighs> Maybe we'll do it in the body of the show, like when we get to the table visits. Mm-hmm. But I actually really appreciate the character of Crystal in a way that I don't think you would pick up on right away. The normal person wouldn't pick up on right away. But um, the, it, the 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 way Crystal is being portrayed so far, you can see a very clear hero edit coming. First of all, you can tell, okay. I mean, it's very clear even to the other queens that RuPaul just adores her, right? Mm-hmm. And believe it or not, it, it, what I saw in this episode, I relate to Crystal in so many ways. First of all, she's a Mexican-American, just like me. Okay. And and I and, and I don't know if this is a Mexican American thing or it's a combination or what, but I do know and it and it, I think people might find this hard to believe because they already know me as you know Joe Batant's uh, broadcasting legend, um, but but it's one of these things where I understand where Chris was coming from. It's kind of how I am in a new situation where I. I need to acclimate to a room first before I truly am who I am. And I think because I'm very kind of more, I wouldn't say timid, but quiet in a new situation. And I think people, because I also have resting bitch face, like I'm literally sure because people are on camera. This is me. I want you to know intentionally blank expression, blank. I'm not feeling any emotion is a blank expression. And I just, everyone who's just heard signs of me is a blank expression. And I look pissed off. And I Mm -hmm. think because of that, a lot of times I'm looked over or people, uh, uh, underestimate me, and I've learned to use that as a not a weapon, but as a tool, so mm-hmm. that I know because there are lower uh, expectations that I have the breathing room to then acclimate more because people sort of overlook me, and I sort of feel that's happening to Crystal with the girls, and so the girls aren't getting the love. I think RuPaul can see through it. Okay. But um, I think Chris is going to be a force to be reckoned with, and I and I so I I uh, identify a lot with what she's going through. With like, you can tell she's playing it cool right now. But I think we're going to see a phoenix rising soon. But I don't know. So that's one of the things I liked. I don't know if you have any thoughts on that. Um, I feel I I appreciate what you're saying, and I would like to see Crystal go further. I feel like her arc isn't going to be as long as you'd like it to be. Okay. I feel like they're already setting her up to be the next one to go or the one after that. Interesting. That it, I, I feel like she's going to get a Trinity K. Bonet. I'm struggling. I'm struggling. I'm struggling. You got it. See, we say, we see, we told you, you've got it. Now Shantae, mm-hmm. sashay away. Oh, like the, I, you're I, saying the I second she has her. Yeah. She goes yeah. like, I was born as a lizard. And then like, oh, we, we as gay people, we get to choose our lizards, you know? And then, the, and then next <laughs> yeah. week, Crystal, Crystal, if I could look into your balls, I see a bright future. <laughs> now sashay away. You know, like that one of those kind of things. Interesting. You've learned the method to being a true queen. Yeah. And I'm so proud. I'm just, yeah. I'm so proud of you. I'm so, and then everybody claps for RuPaul for, yeah. for pretending to cry. Crystal method. <laughs> Keep going, girl, because like crystal meth, I want to fuck you for four days in a row. Now sashay. <laughs> And never come. Right. Now sashay away. 
<laughs> so, uh, okay, the one thing I didn't like, probably, and I'm including Drag Race UK in this, probably one of the worst lip syncs I've ever seen in the history of the show. Yes. Yes. Awful. Absolutely. Yes. Awful. Yeah. You you knew Dahlia at one point was you knew she was she was the one going home just mm-hmm. because she clearly didn't know the words. Mm-hmm. But it was neat, very lackluster from both of them. That dress saved Nikki. That's the only yeah. reason that they both didn't sashay away. I think well, someone someone on um, Reddit said this, and I don't disagree with this actually. Is that RuPaul knowing that there was a ball challenge next was like, oh, I would love to see what Heidi, what, what, um, that's not Heidi, I'm sorry. Um, Nikki's gonna serve in those looks in the next yeah. ball. So I'll keep her around for that because, girl. Yeah. Awful. 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 And how is Dolly not knowing the words she said in Untuck? Like, oh, I do Ariana all every night. I know backwards right. and forwards. I'm like, that that almost felt like a bitchy, um, like just because she was so sour when she walked off the stage. That was just kind of almost the producer's way of saying "fuck you," mm-hmm. you know. Similar to the night with Valentina, also an Ariana Grande song, mm-hmm. but where they showed, um, who did she go up against? What's Nina? Yeah, Nina, Nina, Nina Brown. was clearly lip syncing and doing, and and Valentina was just listening and not even like they showed. I remember them showing that in Untucked and mm-hmm. then showing the whole thing where she didn't know the words. So crazy. Okay, uh, you know what I'm going to do right now? I'm gonna be near uh, is uh, <laughs> why don't we take a break right here? Actually, before we jump into the show. Okay, and so we'll be back right after this. And we're back after Jada's win. The second group of queens re-enters the workroom and dramatically stares down their new competitors before the queens embrace each other. This leads to questions about their experiences and some friendly trash talking before going home for the day. Uh, the next day, RuPaul joins the girls in the workroom to announce this week's mini challenge. Now, ladies, for today's mini challenge, it's time for a queer peer assessment. Widow Von Du and Jada Essence Hall, please step forward. You each won your premiere episodes. Now, based on your first impressions, I want you to line up the queens you've just met from top to bottom. From who you think is your strongest competitor to your weakest competitor. All right, so uh, Widow placed Sherry at the top of her lift and left Aiden Zane at the bottom. Jada chooses Gigi Good for her top spot and places Heidi in closet as her least threatening competitor. Next, RuPaul announces that this week's Maxi Challenge. For this week's Maxi Challenge, you'll be improving your way through a little show we like to call The World's Worst. <laughs> yeah. Working in four teams, you'll play wannabe performers with big dreams, outrageous backstories, but a new talent whatsoever. And you need to make us laugh. Hashtag Drag Race. All right, the four team leaders will be Jada, Widow, and Aiden Zane and Heidi and Closet, the two queens at the bottom of their rankings. And the teams broke down as follows. Okay, so Team Aiden Zane. And I want to talk about this. I got into a little bit... 
I got into a little bit yesterday in the first response. I want to get your thoughts here, Taylor. In Team Aiden Zane, she went with Sherry Pie and Britta. Uh, to me, I mean, perfect choices. In fact, how Britta yeah. wasn't snatched up in the first round, I don't know. Sort of weird. Yeah. Um, next, we have Heidi and Closet. She chose Jackie Cox and Gigi Good. Again, seemed like a strong pairing there, or a strong group. Then we I have Team Widow Von Du. She goes Nikki Doll and Crystal Method. Now, Crystal Method was one of the last ones chosen. They the girls already know at this point. This is the part that doesn't get me. It's sort of weird. The girls at this point already know what the challenge is. They know it's an improv challenge. Don't you think, based on what you know, Crystal Method would get snatched up right away? Why? I don't understand because why she, you think Crystal be, would get snatched up. Because she seemed. If, in other words, if you were in her group, you know that she's kooky. And don't you think you want someone kooky rather than a look queen? Like in like Widow well, Von Du and there's unstable. Yeah, but hold on for a second. Widow Von Du on her fifth first round, she picks Nikki Doll. What would make you think Nikki Doll in any possible way would be a great improv artist? Which her second round she does pick Crystal Method, but they're hometown girls. She knows so she would know better than anybody what Crystal can do. And um why her over Nikki Doll? But that might be it. That might be because she knows better than anybody else what Crystal's like. Mm-hmm. And maybe she doesn't necessarily because she's familiar with Crystal's work. Yeah. Maybe she's not a fan of it and thought, okay, well, maybe I could take a chance doing something with Nikki with, you know, whether it's looks or whether it's the French accent or whatever it is. Are we not going to talk about the other stuff that happened first, though? Like the meeting each other and yeah, all that Yeah, yeah, we'll of thing? talk about it. Right now, I'm just talking about the team. Okay. Oh, my okay. God. Just like this Rock M. Sakura, okay? <laughs> Who, like, let me... I want to be the bad apple. Can I be the bad apple? <laughs> He's like, oh, my God. I'm like, calm down. And then finally, Team Jada Essence Hall. She chooses Jan and Dahlia Sin. Weird selection there and then Rock yeah. M. Sakura is left. He gets to choose what group he's going to go to and that's the team he chooses to go to? Wouldn't you go to teams? Because it's people It's people that he knew so maybe he felt like you were saying yourself you kind of have to gauge the room when you're in a new situation. He already knows these girls so maybe that's why he would decided he wanted to go with them and be a part of their group. Hmm. Maybe. I don't know if that was a good, we have to be saw. I don't know if that was a good choice. Okay Taylor so let's talk about this uh, here, um, what were your thoughts on the on the girls meeting each other? It was like we said probably would happen, similar to season yeah. six, of where they all kind of give each other big hugs and air kisses and, mm-hmm. and everything is, is yeah. okay. The thing in the beginning with oh, you guys fought, you know, mm-hmm. and they said no, what, it, no, what, no, we didn't fight. To which Jackie goes, which one of the two you fought? And they immediately said, point to each other, these two fought. Yeah, I thought was funny. That was probably a little playing with the editing, but. Um, still, and I also liked uh, when Jada asked Gigi, What are you good at? and she goes, You know, what, you, what did she say? She said something like, Name it, yeah. I thought that was a very confident that was that was a good answer. To that, um, I there was still something sort of it, it, it felt very they both seemed very protecting, uh, protective of the mm-hmm. groups. There wasn't necessarily quite as much of a mingling as I would like, but they also weren't as ugly to each other as I would like. It's, yeah. Everybody seemed very guarded, even though they were, the one group was sharing more information about the arguing. Mm-hmm. And the, it, you know, I love when bitches tell me their weaknesses. I thought that was funny. I thought if, I thought that was going to be your quote for the, for the day. 
Um, no, the, you know what was almost all the what was almost the quote, and I was going to wait, kind of wait for the iTunes release, and then I was like, mm, and I had to deal with I don't know where JL is, so I couldn't pull it. Was um, Heidi saying, "Fuck all you bitches," and then I have another one I almost chose. The other one I almost chose. I do have it lined up right here. I almost chose this one. I'm not gonna be this damn orange. No. That was the other one. I had. <laughs> so, um, uh, yeah, you know, it went as complete as follows. And you're right. It was. It. It. There is. There is one weakness to the season six type split of premiere. Is I feel usually by episode three, the girls have started to forget the where the cameras are there, and they start to become themselves more. But I yeah. think of bringing the two tribes together restarts the awareness of the cameras, and they don't want to be that bitch. You know, right. no one wants to be Gia Gun, kind of being aggressive mm-hmm. to everybody. And so they're back to being super aware and super friendly. We'll see how it plays out. But I think what happens is it makes episode three a more boring episode than normal. That also said, and we'll get into this later, and I know we don't want to mention a person who shall not be named, but... Um, you know, as we speculated that if if World of Wonder was going to do any editing, it was going to be in trimming, you know, the confessionals and doing all that, which is exactly yeah. what they did. And it's probably one of the contributions to why this is a weak episode. In that there were, we don't know, but we can speculate that there was a Sherry Pie storyline and we lost it. And so now there's sort of this floating mass of an episode that has no real storyline. And it doesn't do Britta any service because even if it was Britta and Sherry feeling like they had to carry Aiden, it's only they they show Sherry talking very little through the entire episode. So then it just looks like it's Britta Mm -hmm. piling on Aiden Mm -hmm. that that doesn't do well with the that doesn't do well with with Britta's edit either or brit is the perception that some of us would have about brenda like my concerns that i talked about at the beginning of the episode yeah let me tell you aiden we're new york queens and we don't put up with no bullshit from people from atlanta so go fuck yourself you're a horrible improv person which by the way hot dogs hot dogs here <coughs> get your dirty water hot dogs you fucking bitch i will fucking cut you and i'll stomp your your do a curb stomp on your face Anyway, do you more want like, New York Seltzer to go yeah. with your dog? Yeah, it's going to be, you're at the end of this, your name's going to be Aiden Payne, because that's what you're going to be feeling, because we're from New York. <laughs> you got that queen. Oh, by the way, Aiden, I have, I think you'd be great for this role. That I, You have to meet my casting agent friend, Allison Mossy. Mossy. Allison Mossy. Yeah, you, oh, you got to meet her. She's so, she's so great. You have to meet her. <laughs> I happen to have some of her cards right here in my purse. Yeah, I just happen. Yeah, you just email her right now. She's she's unavailable for the next um, four weeks or so. (laughs) (coughs) She's in Los Angeles on business, Hollywood show business, if you will. But uh, she's a very big deal. She gets you into all the major pictures. In fact, she's working on a play right now. It's about a guy who needs to get his big and possible, and he loves to smell his armpits. I think he'd be perfect for it. <laughs> tell me, Aiden, how are your armpits? Yeah, tell me. I need to t- lay the information back. Do you Lucy. have smelly armpits? <laughs> 
Did he? Could you do me a favor? Could you take a couple of laps around the studio on a hot day and then come back and describe in excruciating detail how smelly your armpits are? Yes. Write it down for me Allison. and send it to me via text. Yeah. Allison told me she needed to know. <laughs> I kind of like the smell. <laughs> Sherry, when did you become the little midget from season four? Whatever her name is. <laughs> Okay, anyway, what were we talking about? Oh, I don't know. Oh, about how uh, Sherry Pine, who's meeting her. But you know what's so funny is, and maybe when Jay Ellis gets on here at any point that he shows up, is he is, writing you? I don't want to say. Maybe he is, maybe he isn't. I don't know, okay. Taylor. <laughs> Us New York Queens, Taylor, let me tell you, we don't fucking... We stick together. Loose lips sink a ships, if you know what I mean. Let me tell you something. Us Los Angeles podcasters, we're a tight knit. Yeah. And no yeah. one gets into the family unless we say they're part of them. Yeah. Do you understand me? Capiche? Yeah. Capiche? Capiche? We don't like any kind of newcomers around here. Okay, so what were we talking about? Oh, 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 oh. So I was going to say, I have zero to little to no uh, improv or, or sketch training. I wish somebody who did would be on the air. Oh, Los Angeles. Speaking oh. of, oh, oh well, just up. in time. Who decided? <laughs> yes, and here I am. <laughs> now, Jay, wait, hold on for a second. I was so I worried. Brought, I brought receipts of our conversation just in case. Well, what are the receipts? Because maybe I'm wrong here. Because I scheduled Adam Burns around this and everything. Really? Mm-hmm. Let me pull them up. I, I, where, where are you guys at on the show? Just so I can know where I'm in my notes. Right now, we're talking about Britta Filter. And eight and and Sherry being kind of hard on um, uh, what the fuck is her name? Aiden Zane. Aiden. But that because oh, of Sherry, yeah. because of the edit, Sherry gets taken out. It looks like Britta's just bullying Aiden. Kind of. Is this what's going to happen right now with you two? I feel like I'm going to be into a corner. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, here where Joe's going to edit himself out. It's just going to be me. No, 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 no. It's going to be one of these things where like, oh, Jay's here. Um. Well, thank God, Jay. Oh, Jay, we're so happy you're here now. It's so fun and so. Which, by the way, you better get your you know groundling chops because I'm, I need your insight into this. And that's actually where I okay. where you came in. You know. But hold on for a second. Hold on. So anyway, oh, Jay, it's so happy. I'm so glad you're here. Yeah, I'm so glad you're here. I'm happy to be here. Thank you for having me. This is Jay Ellis. I don't know what the fuck. He's just showing up now. All of a sudden, just come on, get with it, fucking Jay. What What do you think this is? After Buzz TV. I was trying to spend the day with my husband for his birthday. I had to wipe down. I had to hit that thing with a rag because Joe called me in a panic because Jay couldn't show up for time for his fucking episode. What the fuck? I have things to do. I have a life other than Joe Batanz. No, he doesn't. I brought... <laughs> okay, no, go ahead. Go ahead, Jay. No, nothing. It's, um, I... I'm sorry that I wasn't there. I woke up and saw the text and took out my dog real fast as I could. That's what was in the text, but it's okay. I'm, I'm happy to talk about the ground. I, wait, I, feel, I feel like you said, can we do it at nine after we watch, after I walk my dog? I feel there's a text that says that. I, I gave more of a time bubble than that, but that's not important. I'm here He's now. He's here now. 
He's here yeah, now. he's here now. Okay, well, you know what? What I'd love to hear, and then we can let Taylor go, is because we know you prepared your notes and everything. We're here, and there's not much to this yeah. episode anyway. Right. Is what were the two things you liked about the episode, and one thing you did not? Uh, two things that I liked was I liked the theme of the runway, and not necessarily the looks, but I really liked the idea of buttons and bows. That mm-hmm. I think that could have been a really fun thing, and I think some of the girls really excelled with what they did. Mm-hmm. Um, and a second thing I liked. <laughs> Yep, that's exactly where we were. Coyote Ugly played after, which was kind of cool. (laughs) (laughs) Um, No, there's got to be something in there. There was really, there wasn't much. I think I liked Jan this episode. She was kind of my standout. And I think that we're seeing her kind of as our narrator for the season. Just because I think that we're going to lose Sherry Pie in all aspects of this show. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, And then the one thing I didn't like is they need to get rid of whatever these challenges are where they just have kind of an outline versus sketch or improv. They, they, these Queens just, especially maybe with this many people until they kind of weed out some of the ones, I think that it gets so lost. Everybody just gets so lost that we don't know what they're doing. Yeah. Well, and I, I said that as well, that they maybe want to wait, but maybe they don't. What, what you just said kind of sparks something. Maybe this is a way to weed out some of the weeder, weaker Queens, you know, mm-hmm. as we saw with, uh, I can't I, that fast that that shows you how bad of a queen she not how bad of a queen she is but I, I keep forgetting Dahlia's name like I feel like at the reunion they're gonna share I'm gonna go oh she was a part of this <laughs> you know yeah she just struggled so much that this was a way of kind of chopping off the fat as it were but do you feel like you got a sense after this challenge of who was strong and who was weak no yeah, I I would hope that like sometimes you would see like a Bianca rise to the top or a door just kind of charming her way through this challenge. But I, two season six references, but I just didn't get a sense of who would be good as a comedy queen from this challenge at all. Yeah, well, the first wasn't the first episode when they were all together. That was the drag me to hell episode in season six. But that was a scripted episode. Right. Versus. Yeah, improv. It was scripted. Mm hmm. It's yeah. hit and miss. I think the the problem with this was because the scripted ones can be good. Uh, remember, though, after season seven, they fired everybody. So whoever those people were are gone. But uh, the scripted ones were good. But then I feel when they give the girls a little more leeway, they're, they're not bad either. But this one was so specific that they had to be three people who shared one brain and they had to do that. That the girls, I don't know, I don't even know if they're skilled enough. I, it, You know, we'll get to it when we get to it, but um, they're apart from, like, I think the entire, well, I'm just going to say this, we can comment and we'll, we'll come back to it. I think the entire premise is very difficult. The entire premise is they have to be the worst, they have to be the best at being the worst, which is, I think, yeah. already, if you even you're a skilled uh, improv or sketch comedian that would be a difficult premise to come up with am i wrong uh legendary sketch and improv you know gr- uh, graduate of the groundlings program jay ellis i dropped out of groundlings i'm at ucb now but yeah that's that's the point is like you want to if you're gonna be bad it's actually harder to play a um like a person who's not knowing knowledgeable about something than it is to play somebody who excels and able to make up facts kind of on the spot i think yeah, but to it's take even something like, you'll yeah. know, I, yeah. like imagine Taylor, if you're playing like a a mental health expert to really dumb yourself down and to make it seem like you don't, it's just like you've you've had so many skills to make you this way. I don't know, right? I, it's yeah. it's hard to make yourself feel stu- make yourself dumb. Yeah, it's no, like no, no, but, I feel but dumb the, all the time at work. <laughs> no, but it, yeah, it's even it's the best at being the worst. 
Which is such, yeah. it's such a weird, hard thing, because how would you, I was even trying to think about it, even with only one of the sketches, because I think of maybe a workaround for it, um, but um, yeah, because you know, actually, well, no, we'll get, well, I'm starting to get into it, let, let's, uh, now Taylor, by the way, I know you were stepping in, and you can, you're welcome to stay as long as you like, and leave when okay, you like. I'll stay for a little while longer. Yeah, 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 you can stay okay. as long as you like, because who knows, Jay may be like, and I have a dentist appointment in five minutes. I'm like, what? <laughs> I have receipts. I have receipts, bitch. It's like CVS. And he takes like a whole long list a of scroll. Rece- yeah, scroll. Yeah. And, you know, on the. Where's a scarf? Uh, right well, can here. I interrupt real quick. Taylor sure. looks so. You look so good. Marriage looks so good on you, Taylor. Thank I haven't you. seen you in so long. Yeah. I know. Right? I, this, I think this is the first time you and I are actually seeing each other. Like on video. Yeah, you, you girls look good. <laughs> There's room for everyone. I know. <laughs> All right. Well, so okay. So in the episode, you guys were right at the part where Britta and Sherry are talking well, to Aiden about the challenge. We kind of jumped ahead a oh. little bit. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. Curious as to what to Joe's thoughts are about the uh, beginning where Widow and Jada ranked everybody top to bottom. Oh, that's right. We're talking about that. You know, honestly, and I have that ranking right here, thanks to producer extraordinaire Luke Stamen. Um, which, by the way, I'm contractually obligated to say that, uh, is, the, so the, wi- the, or, the or, Widow put him in this order. Sherry Pie, Jan, Dahlia Sin, Rock M, Sakura, and Aiden Zane. Um, based on what he was faced with, or she was faced with, I don't think Widow did a bad job there. I think it's probably very close to the order I would have put them in. Uh, did you guys have any thoughts on Widow's order there? Sher- I agree with that. Yeah. Jay? If anything, um, just based on what they came in, because they came in straight from the challenge, or mm-hmm. what they saw them yeah. from after their challenge. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. I think that uh, that's... I think just because Dahlia's makeup was a little bit not my favorite off the runway, she mm-hmm. probably would have been swapped with Rockham. Okay. I, but I'm, I, I could see that. I could totally see that. Yeah. And then... With Jada's order, I have a very minor switch like that, but she puts Gigi, Britta, Nikki, Jackie, Crystal, and Heidi in that order. Um, I think I would have done something very similar based on the little that I would have known. And I, Do you guys have any disagreement, or, or would you have changed the order in any kind of way? I would have switched Crystal and Heidi. I okay. would have made where Crystal was the last one. All right. Yeah. I think That's actually my exact order. That's oh, what I would have put. Oh, it is? Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. So I don't think that they did a bad job. I think that they did, they they actually did what I would have done. And even knowing what I know, and they don't even know that, I think I would have put it in that order. Mm-hmm. Um. Okay, and then I guess any uh, other things for Jay to like catch up on? I think that's pretty much it, right, Taylor? Yeah, I think I think that brings us up to where we are now. All right, very good. All right, back to it. The queens get to work on their improv performances and assign their roles based on the provided prompts. Britta doesn't trust Aiden's leadership. Jada and Rock both want to play the bad apple. Jackie Cox teaches her teammates the basics of improv, and Nikki doesn't want to be the pretty one. Next, RuPaul entered the workroom to perform some table visits. Ru asks Widow why she put Aiden in the bottom. Ru comes up with some alternative names for Heidi, and Rock M. Sakura is the one bad apple in the group because she can't be the bad apple in the group. Uh, um, all right, ladies, uh, we'll start with um, Taylor, because he stepped in at the last minute. Your thoughts on everything that happened in the workroom and the table visits, Taylor's on the table. I know you don't, or do you want to go second, Taylor, because you don't have notes, because you didn't know you are going to be on the air. What would you, I, I'll give I, you I the can, choice. I, I, I can talk about 
two things that I remember from the episode. One is I get that they don't like Heidi's name. There's something about Rue telling Heidi why her name sucks. Mm -hmm. I found to be sort of bullying and sort (laughs) of this. So you're going to change your name because I don't like it. Mm -hmm. I I had a problem with that. And then it was brought up on the runway. Um, And I get that Heidi's going to do whatever Rue says. But I... I don't like I, – I didn't care for that. Um, the other thing, when Rockham said emotional core, you watched Rue get a boner because you knew that she was just going to pounce. Like, well, do you, you need these girls for an emotional core? Well, what, what's going on? I don't understand. And you you watched – you could you could watch um, it's sort of like that uh, gif of the girl that's panicked looking around while the camera's shaking where she's trying to figure out what she's going to do. You could see that in Rockham's brain with a oh shit, what did I just step in and how can I get myself out of this? And even after Rue walked away and she turned to the other girls and said, "I want to be the apple," you 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 could watch that insecurity on her face. I, it's such a ridiculous thing to say, out loud, but you I want to be the apple. Yeah. I want to be the apple. Um, watch the insecurity and watch the the second guessing and watch the panic. And that was not fun to watch just because we've all been there before. And I don't want to see Rockham go through that, especially if she keeps wearing those shorts, shorts that she does. <laughs> all right. Very good. Jay, what were your thoughts here? Uh, during the table visit, I had the same idea of Rue kind of uh, Heidi in closet is a terrible name, but for Rue to keep coming back to it. And <laughs> I mean, it's, it's got to change. Otherwise, what are we doing this all for? Um, yeah. My biggest thing for the table visit was when uh, Rockham and Jada were talking about their roles. And she goes, so what are you playing to rock Rockham? I guess we're calling. And uh, she goes, Oh, I'm an orange. And then to Jada, she goes, and who are you playing? She goes, I'm a sad apple. And Rube busts up laughing. I'm like, yeah. What was so funny about that? <laughs> and I mean, it just, it, it like made Rockham like shake to the core. Yeah. But kind of what you were saying, Taylor, I think Rockham is really playing every episode, or I mean, I guess we've only had her for two, but even in Untucked, it's sucking. It's kind of like a Eureka energy where I'm seeing this, I, I need a storyline and I want to have the the highs and the lows of these episodes. So I feel like yeah. these these moments that she's having, like we're not far away from her mirror moment being just like, when I was a kid, I had this and then this happened and then this happened and it's just going to be like a, a list of things that has happened to Rockham. Well, she had that already. She had that already with the. My I mom, think there's my more. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, I think there probably there's a, is, but <laughs> yeah. I think I think that's just the tip of the iceberg. Right. Yeah. Y- you know what's so funny is okay. I'm going to go back to the Rue. I never thought about this until you guys talked about it. But Rue and the name with Heidi and whatnot. And what's here's the deal is there's a trade off. Okay, maybe you say it's bullying. People don't know this. Before Taylor came on the show, his name was Larry the Latte Boy, and I changed it to Taylor <laughs> in the same way. I'm like mm, Taylor Latte yeah. Boy has more of a name ring to it. And, um, is, but wouldn't it be, I mean, Rue's, I feel Rue loves Heidi. I think, I, I, clearly at this point, Rue has two favorites, Heidi and Crystal, okay? And I feel, I mean, that would be the fucking gag of all gags, that the person who gave you your name is Rue Paul. Like, that is a fucking, even if you don't win, that is the fucking crown of all crowns that you were named by Rue Paul. You know, and so I think there's a trade-off there. Uh, the part with Rock, I found that to be so cringy. What was happening that it, I was rewatching it again this morning, which is so sad. I was usually when I rewatch the episodes because there's so much content, I want to make sure I get everything. This one, I had to rewatch mm-hmm. it. I'm like, what did I watch? <laughs> I'm all like, I don't remember <laughs> anything. Um, 
So I was rewatching it, and I had to like click forward ten seconds during that moment because I found it so cringy. Because the whole thing is like one, she wasn't even chosen to be in the group. Like she was the last person. So I sort of feel like you just by that nature have your tail between your legs. Um, in Rockham's cases, we can tell in her shorts the tails in the front part, but it are between her legs nonetheless. <laughs> and um, you just take whatever role they give you and just shut your fucking mouth and do good in that role. So I, I find it kind of yeah. cringy that they've that Jada, who is the team leader, has chosen this character for herself, and that she comes back and says like, "No, I want the bad apple," because I saw RuPaul laugh at you saying it was so. I was like. It was so cringy, and I was just like, I couldn't watch it. I find Rock very, very cringy. I'm not going to lie. Thank you. Uh, any other thoughts on this workroom and table visit segment? I just had one. Did you think that with Nikki Doll not wanting to be the, the sexy one, she didn't want to be the sexy one? What? Why was that? Did, I mean, she just wanted to play drunk? Okay. I I think that she is afraid early on. One, I think again, it's creating storyline content. But I think she, this the the idea behind this is that she doesn't want to be pegged as just the pretty one. She wants to be able to show things that she can do. Like she talked about that she's a really good lip syncer. That's yet to be seen. But we will. <laughs> yeah. I think she wants to show that she has a broad range of things that she can do. Otherwise, okay. Uh. All right, here we go. Uh, but going about Nikki Doll, uh, yeah, I think they don't want to be seen, which I would I would love to be. I, one time, one time, I would love to be the sexier pretty one. No, How is someone looking at this shirt and not thinking I'm super fucking sexy, <laughs> right? But, like, I would love one time to be – do you think – look at how white I am. See, this is why – this is what this is. This is what Trump wants to put in a cage, you know. Look at this white skin. Thank you. Touch this skin. Touch all this touch, skin, darling. Touch this skin. Touch all this skin, darling. Are you going through it? Hmm. Are you going? Th- are you going through the change of life? <laughs> All right, it's time for the improv challenge, the world's worst. Carson Kressley is the Ryan Seacrest character, and in the audition room, the judges are Ross Matthews as Bossy Rossi, season six icon Ornacea, uh, as voiced by Vivacious. Or rather, as voiced by Vivacious through an iPhone 5 and that file set. Mala! sound was so... <laughs> Mala has arrived! <laughs> I'll tell you one thing, this nasal this sketch is the pets. <laughs> and variety sh- like a gungan from episode one <laughs> no i sound like you after you blew uh babaloo this morning okay okay, okay. <laughs> I, I gotta go do i gotta go i gotta go do i'm gonna spit the singing out of my mouth i'm, I'm gonna listen to the- i don't spit <laughs> what do you say i gotta <laughs> listen to the first part of the episode <laughs> <laughs> no jay literally this is this is how devoted Taylor is. I text him. I go, it's nine o'clock and Jay's not here. He's like, let me just wash the cum out of my ass and I'll be there in a second. <laughs> and that I was, is not what I said. Okay. I don't believe Taylor would ever wash it out of his ass. So I, don't <laughs> I am a lady. Yeah. Yeah. He let it, he let it drip down his leg. Okay. That's so funny. 
Okay, so the premise of... I enjoy Jay Ellis. Can we say how much I'm enjoying Jay Ellis right now? <laughs> oh, wow. Okay, so so the premise was, and we discussed this, that these teams are an American Idol-type show, and they have to be the worst to get a ticket to West Hollywood? That right? Even that is a confusing premise. Um, because the question, too, is uh, are they aware that they have to be the worst? Because it seems like they're trying to be the best. Okay, I, I was going to say, I even question that it is even in an American Idol parody because there was no scene. I, it was set up like that. But mm-hmm. is America's Got Talent the same idea where they have, is it, I don't know who's even on the panel, but the like, do they have to show their talent during an audition phase to get to Hollywood? Because the, it seemed like once they were in the room, I don't know what they were doing. Yeah, I have no idea what they were doing. In fact, we're going to break it down. So go ahead. Technically, Taylor. only two of the groups got tickets, right? Yeah, two only the, two of them. The got fruit tickets. group and then the the squirrels, the Del Rio trio tickets. But oh yeah, yeah. The Del, the Del Rios got trip uh, tickets, and the the three three women, one brain got tickets, but the other right. ones were not. I like how Taylor treats like it's a real contest. Like everyone <laughs> in, in Hollywood Week, in West Hollywood Week, we're going to see the Del Rio trio versus three girls, one brain. <laughs> can't wait yeah uh okay let's go by one by one the first is the del the del rio trio i think there's a couple of things here it's the name itself is a play on reddit there was this thing where they would play uh uh the del rubio triplets. well right? no well they, we'll get to the del rubio triplets but on reddit they would play with bianca's name and i know at one point they were calling her bianca del taco trio like a weird name they had came up with her okay um and then yes and then did you know who the del rubio triplets are jay no i don't even know who is that they were the southern california based uh these three old ladies who would wear like uh uh fuck me shorts and fuck me i don't know what they were called technically like but those like little like shorts that they wear in the suit they're just like mod 60s girls and but they were like old ladies and they would do like these like country versions of like 80s and 90s pop songs and they would go to nursing homes and they they somehow got like sort of like quirky campy famous like pb herman would have him on his show yeah yeah and then oh yeah i think i feel like someone said they were on some other show too right but they would do like they were on a golden girls at one yes they they are girls had to like organize a variety show they were on that and they were very much of the anytime a sitcom or like a a show was doing something that was based around a variety show. They always kind of had them on, and they would yeah. do a, a, a fast version, a fast country version of like "Pump Up the Jam" or something yes. ridiculous like that yes. from that time frame. Yeah, I just saw a picture, and I recognize them from Pee Wee's Playhouse. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. they were always like wacky, campy, like that. So, uh, and then I think they're all dead now. Um, I think they are. Hilarious. To be. That was 30 years ago. Yeah, yeah, they were old then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but uh, but so I think there's a couple of things at play here. But uh, what, what did you think of this sketch where Gigi Good is dead for most of it? What I don't you know. You, you mentioned this in your first response, and I don't understand how they got away with this, actually. Yeah. To have, to have Gigi not even be an active player for 95% of their whole sketch. Yeah. It's, it's wild to me. And then also, to call it improv, it seemed like they got a premise with a character breakdown so that they knew who it was. So really, that instead of improv, that should be called a sketch yeah. with, um, I guess, improv elements. So I don't really know what they had planned out, because in my head... It was too planned of a sketch or a an imp to be an improv because mm-hmm. if Gigi had decided to die in the moment of the sketch, 
that's an improv. Like that, yeah. that's a choice she's making. And the other two have to adjust immediately to that. Mm-hmm. But it seemed like everything that they were saying was just so such a canned, um, yeah, activity. It was it was really bizarre. Well, a hundred percent planned because that's why they had Carson come out and surprise them, and then it was that shock. That killed uh, Gigi Good, you know? So they clearly told Carson, okay, we need you to come out and surprise us and say hello so that she dies. Uh, it seemed everything across the board seemed like high school. When you ask, when you tell high school kids to do improv, because every, mm-hmm. every sketch, including this one, ended with just chaos and running around. And like, because at the end of the sketch, you remember, Gigi Good inexplicably comes back to life. And then the other girls have this crazy death scene for no reason whatsoever. Yeah. Right. And I think that that was just struggling to find an ending. And I yes. don't know, because there's only two teams that I wrote that actually had an ending. Yeah. Um, to like kind of put a button on their story. And they were one of them. And it wasn't fantastic. But at least that, that's a way to get out of a scene is to, I guess, cause a shift in the narrative and to get out of the scene. Taylor, what were your thoughts? I thought it was one of the two better ones. But I think that was primarily because of Heidi and... Heidi and Jackie, I I feel like Gigi came back to life because if not, they could have read Gigi for not saying anything, for literally just laying there like a bump on a log. Um, so they had to do something. That she, she probably said, I need to be able to say something at some point. So that was maybe that's why they came up with the idea of her coming back to life. But what's so funny is if you think about the if – we, if we buy into the story of the, the sketch is – Gigi and Jackie are the ones like Jackie's like it's so funny once she says that she has tons of improv experience I'm like she looks like someone who does improv okay let's be honest but um there's a look you know they're always like thin and attractive with glasses like Laurie oh yeah so uh I feel very attacked (laughs) (laughs) and so and then Heidi's the one that's like I don't even know what improv is. Is that something you put, you cook something in? You know, it's just something cute, right? Wouldn't you have made her the dead one? Because Gigi's like, yes, it's yes and. Like, Gigi's all of a sudden like the little echo, like she's Yago all of a sudden when Jackie's teaching her how to do improv. And so, but like, Gigi's the one that, it didn't make, it, I, I want everyone, I didn't laugh at anything at any of these sketches, ever. Nothing. Not even like in Same. a funny kind of way. So, uh, Del Rio Trio, um, how many uh, thumbs down are we giving this? Or thumbs up? How many thumbs up, Jay? I actually, on a scale of one to ten, yeah. I gave them a five. Oh, a five! This is, this is retroactively looking at all of the groups. I went okay. back and rated how well the performance was, and they got a five. All right, what would you say? So, it, it, it doesn't go much. Uh, it doesn't go higher than that. <laughs> okay, what about you, uh, Taylor? If we're doing if we're doing a one to ten, mm-hmm. I would say a four. Hmm. All right. Uh, the correct answer is three. Okay, next okay, one wait, is... One One thing, I did a little bit of research. Yeah. The Del Rubio triplets are, in fact, all dead. Yes. They died in 96, 2001, 2011, and they appeared on various television appearances, and, just, and this speaks to what we're talking about. Married with Children, Full House, The Golden Girls, Night Court, Hanging with Mr. Cooper, The New Monkeys, Ellen, and Pee Wee's Playhouse. What is all shows that nobody in our audience has ever heard of? <laughs> true like oh taylor by the way we should have talked about this i was thinking and i mentioned this in the first response how filled with rage were you that crystal had no idea who el debarge was oh i was i i grimaced 
when she said it. And I was like, oh god, that just means I'm old. Jay, that did you know who bands that? I, yeah. I made sure to watch old episodes of Facts of Life and All in the Family just so I could make some Taylor the Latte Boy references, <laughs> some timely, some timely Taylor Boy, yeah, Taylor yeah. the Latte Boy references. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, no, yeah. I didn't know who that was, but I knew that this is the rhythm of the night. I knew yeah. the song. Yeah. I just didn't know who that was. Yeah, yeah. that's very Angelian of you, Jay. Anyway, so that's <laughs> Thank you for Taylor. <laughs> All right, the next one was the one that I. Watch it again, and I still don't know anything about this. The Squirrel Scouts from Camp Bangahoe. <laughs> What's funny is watching this on a second dr- run through is uh, the premise actually started off kind of good in that they, you might have even missed it, which, which was that they collect going on reality show merit badges, and that's why they were on this show. And I was like, oh, this could be interesting. If they were like, oh, we're only on this show because we go on a bunch of reality shows. But then they just veered from that, and they, then they would, they started selling nut butter, and it 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 made no sense whatsoever. Now, this is yeah. consists of Crystal, Widow Von Du, and um, uh, who was the third Nikki. person? Nikki Doll. Thank you. What were your thoughts on this, Taylor the Latte Boy? Horrible. I didn't really understand it. Um, they all looked lost, including Widow. Mm-hmm. I I mean, Widow had more to play with just because she was acting drunk, but she wasn't necessarily acting very well. It just seemed like way – there wasn't any nuance to it. Now, I get with improv, <laughs> nuance isn't necessarily a word you may use regularly, mm-hmm. but it just seemed very sloppy. Yeah. But not not – again, when you're acting like you're supposed to be drunk – and you're acting sloppy, there should be a level of control to that. Yeah. And that I don't feel as though she had. Yeah. You know, about- any of us could just do the whoa and just kind of go back like that. And it, anybody could do what she did. And well, again, the remaining, th- well, at least, the, at least the next one for sure, both of them ended the way high school improv sketches end with everyone just running around and screaming. Yeah. But Jay, what were your thoughts? Uh, yeah, I agree. This was I, I put no interaction. It felt like there was nothing between the th- the widow, Nikki, or Crystal that really mm-hmm. linked them together. And their backstory of being sisters who were camping together, and then they became family kind mm-hmm. of thing because their mom left them. I didn't. It, it was there was nothing to follow. It was it. It just was a terrible challenge, and I kind of placed that on the obviously the producers, but they did nothing to elevate. They didn't like yes and and add information. No. no, they didn't add any information that made sense anyway. I don't really know. I don't get it. This was yeah. on my low side. Oh yeah, what was your number there, Jay? That was a three. Oh, that was a three. Taylor, two, two. Correct answer, two. Taylor was right. By the way, best job, line, Taylor. best line of the sketch, Charo saying, "It got on my teats." <laughs> Charo was funnier than any of these sketches. Oh, yes, yes, yeah. Charo's national treasure. How old is Charo now? Oh, okay, here we go. Same age as the Del Rio triplets. <laughs> Del Rubio. Uh, okay, the next sketch we have is the Fruity Patooties. Uh, this consisted of... Let me see if I can do it from memory. This is Rock'em Sakura, Jada Essence Hall, Jan, and... Who? Dahlia. Dahlia Sin. She's playing the Broccoli. Um, okay, now what were your thoughts, Jay? What, what, what can you tell us here? Well, it's so funny because jumping to the uh, runway, 
Michelle goes, you're fruity. Like, as if the premise was so clear. Like, you guys are supposed to be, and then Broccoli is an ally. Yeah. So I don't really even know what the original storyline was because we didn't get a glimpse into what they were doing at all. Um, this was the only one that didn't have a Carson pre-interview. Oh, it did. Like, Carson right. Carson wasn't there as, like, a. I, I, so I don't know what happened there. I noticed um, that. Yeah, and I, I thought that, that was, it was kind of strange just to not to have that introduction. And then the one thing I'll say is that usually when you're being a character who's coming late into a scene, you build up this character. So when Jada is the apple who's going to make an entrance into the scene, mm-hmm. the other characters should already have prepared the audience for who this person is and what to expect. Yeah. And oh, we, didn't, we didn't know that. So mm-hmm. yeah, all these, I, I don't know what the orange, what was the difference between the orange and the apple? Why was Rockham wanting to be the apple? The apple what, was, there was sad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, anyway, I, I, and I don't even, I couldn't even tell you who Jan was playing. Well, oh, grapes. Yeah. Yeah. So hilarious. Yeah. Well, I don't know. It was, it, it was, would it have made more sense? And I understand the ridiculousness of that statement is if the sad or angry person of that was the broccoli coming in where you've got all of the fruits and then you have a veg, a technically a vegetable that comes in yelling mm-hmm. at the fruits that yeah. wants to be a part of the fruit gang. Yeah. It, that would make sense. I think. I think the joke was that it was a Brock ally. Yeah. Of right. Like some, which I guess is a straight person compared to fruity. I, I could not make sense. Well, of this. the ending of it is it turns out that they're all really straight, which doesn't make. Where did that? Because isn't the joke that I feel the joke is a wink about fruity patooties? Like where did it, and it actually became it then it became super on the nose that they were gay. But then also, why would them being straight disqualify? And there's no logic to this sketch whatsoever. The right. other thing, too, is even as an improv sketch group, there's a moment where the, when, when Jada, as the bad apple, comes in and she confronts the broccoli. I don't know why she's mad at the broccoli. And then there's just this long pause. And the other two are looking. What, now, Jay, I'm not a sketch and improv expert like you. But shouldn't they, as team members, jumped in and helped her and sort of helped the scene? That's my whole point is that nobody uh, elevated any of these scenes where it felt like they were adding information. It just felt like they were they were maybe given bullet points and they yeah. said you have to hit these certain points to move yeah. the story along. And then it might have said Ross will ask a question and then improv from there. I, I feel like the challenge was so um, not laid out correctly for the yeah. audience that it just it fell flat. So yeah. but yes, they, they everybody should have been there as a team to support each other. Yeah. Uh, and adding information. And were I'm sorry, were they were they fruit? Were they supposed to be fruit or are they people in fruit costumes? I don't know. I don't okay. know. And also what would be their talent? Why are they the world's worst? I don't even know what they were there for. That's what I'm I, that's what I'm saying is I these are the questions that keep me up at night. Yeah. Uh what's the number you give this one, Jay? <laughs> this is a generous two. And <laughs> Can I say I put a star when I saw the teams that were how the team shake shook out? Mm-hmm. I said, "Oh, I put a star saying that this was going to be the team to win." Like I oh. thought this was the, the the standout because really because of Jan and Jada, I thought they were going to really rise up to the challenge. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then it, it, it was my least, it was my lowest scored. All right, very good. What about you, Taylor? One. They get a one. The correct answer is one point five. So I feel you guys are equally. Uh, distant there. All right, the final one we have is Three Girls, One Brain. This is Sherry Pie, um, Aiden Zane, and who was the other one? Oh, uh, Britta Filter. Yeah. Um, 
I have so many thoughts on this, but this was supposed to be that they shared one brain and that was their talent, but we find out they were frauds all along at the end. It's it's super weird. But uh, Jay, what were your thoughts here? Um, <laughs> I liked the the makeup and the costuming like they had just been struck by the lightning. I thought it was cool to carry that storyline into the actual audition. Mm-hmm. If anything, if we're not going to see comedy, I'd rather see a look from these queens. And yeah. I thought that they achieved that at least. Mm-hmm. Um. I don't know if it was Sherry's choice to break format and say, oh, forget it. I'm not going along with this. It was all a con. Yeah. If that was her choice and that was an improv, fantastic. If it was yeah. laid out on the paper for them, I don't really know what they did besides I like to yeah. like just making sentences very slowly. And who was the, the leader of that? I don't know. Yeah, but it I, felt sort of like Ross was helping them out when he walked over and said, if I slap one of you, then the other ones will... I, I almost feel like that was sort of, they weren't expecting that, but it's something that was easy to follow as far as if he were to come up and 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 to do that with them. He he definitely stepped in. Well, but don't yeah. you think, and I, 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 I was, and I talked about this in the first response, um, is I, it reminded me a lot of the, of the Garth and Kim uh, sketches on SNL, The Despot, that they would do. Uh, during Weekend mm-hmm. Update. Now, maybe, now, again, Jay, and if Lori Roggenkamp here, they help me. I don't know if that's like a, a standard improv game at a, in a, a place like the Groundlings or whatever, but where the other person has to match it. But it didn't seem like they played that game, you know? Where, like, on the Garth and Kim sketches, it was Fred Armisen was always trying to, like, fuck Kristen Wiig up, you know, making it hard for her to copy what he was saying. But, mm-hmm. um... But it seemed like they actually pre- that and that's and that's the part that doesn't make any sense when you watch the workroom is Britta and Sherry are mad at Aiden for not having this memorized line, but shouldn't that isn't that the humor that one of them is taking the lead and they're they're kind of this is almost a place where you it's forgiven to break character and laugh, and it didn't seem like they were doing that they were they actually took it very seriously and they thought they were building characters I, I could be wrong here. But this is one where you had the most artistic freedom to sort of like actually really do improv, even in the context of the sketch. Um, yeah. Well, well, the accusation of not leading in this challenge is off the wall. It's bonkers. I don't yeah. know where because first off, improv is very team based. Yeah. You know, you're you're depending on each other. And in that instance, did they want her to be? They wanted Aiden to be the one to start the sentences, and then they lead. Or did they have a system where Britta starts one? Sherry starts one, Aiden starts... Like, we just weren't in... Uh, as the audience, we don't know. We have yeah, no we idea what know. was actually going on. I got the sense that they had these pre-canned lines that they... Because that, that was the thing. Was Remember there's a part where Aiden keeps going and Britta's like... It's like, what are you doing? You know? And I'm like, mm-hmm. no, that would have been funny if like she kept going. That's the sort of... And especially in the premise of... If you think about it, in the premise of their sketch, unless, like you said, she went she went off and took it on her own. But if if she's messing up and then giving away that this is not real, I'm even confusing right. myself talking about this. This is this is a zero in my book. What was you... Which, by the way, they keep talking about how it's the best sketch of the night. I would agree with that. I think oh, of, really? of, of the th- four of them, I think it was the best one. That's not saying much. Yeah. Yeah. But it's, that's, the, it was the one that, the one that I at least cracked a smile a couple of times when mm-hmm. they were talking 
because of that whole, you know, chocolate. Yeah. <laughs> they all kind of are looking at each other, but they're trying to not look at each other at the same time. It was, mm-hmm. it was fun. It was the most fun to watch of all of them because it wasn't just screaming and running around and being stupid. And I think the reason for that is that everybody can relate to trying to, when you're with friends or something, you try to do this where you're like, oh, let's all try to say something. When you're younger, even. Yeah. So everybody has that past, past of, of trying, trying to do to, this. To do this. <laughs> or on or a podcast. This this got a huge four from me. Oh wow! What about you, Taylor? I actually would give this a five. Whoa! That's weird because you guys are both so wrong. The correct answer is one. Even though I said zero <laughs> earlier. Um, okay. All right. The queens get ready for the runway and discuss the maxi challenge. Sherry and Britta tell Aiden that they feel that she didn't lead them at all in the challenge. Jada tells Dahlia she gives her only child energy. And Dahlia, in her traditional pre-elimination mirror moment, tells the group that she has a twin brother who is also gay and also wants to start doing drag. Your thoughts, Taylor the Latte Boy. What were your thoughts here? Um, the interesting... The coming out story for Dahlia was interesting. You kind mm-hmm. of also sort of saw the writing on the wall when she got her mirror moment. Um, th- th- it's not a lot. There's not necessarily a whole lot to talk about with this one. I feel yeah. like even with the the uh, yeah, just not a lot to talk about. I feel like I feel like these mirror moments they're going to have to really give us kind of something completely different in order to sort of care about them. Shay. I can't. I echo everything Taylor said. There, it's it was a sealing your fate once that story came out. The one thing I would say is what a fucking idiot Dahlia is. You have a twin, an identical twin brother who's gay and wants to do drag. You could make a fortune as an identical, like almost like Boulet brothers style drag team mm-hmm. doing identical fierce drag. You know, and the Boulet brothers aren't even twins; they're just dating. You know, guess it's gonna be on season thirteen. <laughs> <laughs> Saw you, Din. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <coughs> <coughs> all right. Okay. Now, oh, I'm sorry. So, guys, now, Jay, you are a Patreon supporter at the premium level, I believe. Yes. And Taylor, you're a Patreon supporter. What level are you at? Uh, whatever's the lowest one. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, the three dollar level. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, thank you guys so much. If I could make it free for you guys, I would. But Patreon is an evil master. Anyway, um, the point is over at patreon.com slash afterthought media. Now, if you're listening right now and watching live, I'm just preaching to the choir. Guys, you're getting so many shows. You're getting a first video, a first response video show where you can come in. Yesterday, we had drunk Jordan Darling giving his thoughts on the episode, touching his face the entire time. You have this beautiful video podcast where Jay just pops in late and Taylor comes in fresh after getting his ass reamed on his husband's birthday. Then uh, there's going to be throwing down immediately after this. Then you have the Rulaska thoughts where um, uh, I don't know what she wants to be called, but uh, drag fashion extraordinaire Haley Sklans gives her thoughts. I think Lori Roggenkamp's going to be on this week to talk about the sketches in detail because, as we know, Lori Roggenkamp is an L.A. comic uh, sketch an improv legend, and uh, then there's the pit crew. Which, by the way, I think the pit crew's delayed. I think one of them has coronavirus, but that's neither here nor there. I really do. I really do. I don't think he Are knows you it. Serious? I'm being serious. I'm being serious. I don't know. Yeah, I don't think which he knows one? it. Not Alex Philip. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> 
But anyway, you're missing all these shows and more over at Patreon. I mean, there's so much content right now. In fact, I think there's too much content. Mike Lawson and I just recorded a whole ha- an hour and a half movie special. So uh, go over to patreon.com slash afterthoughtmedia. Sign up at the premium level. You get so- I mean, it's like literally a brand new show in your uh, feed every day. So go ahead and do that. Now, everyone, it's time for... The looks. The looks. All right. Um, we have to buzz through this a little bit, but mostly because I don't care. But also because I have a whole fucking show where I do the looks again. But uh, did you have any standout looks there, Jay Ellis? Yeah, I circled. I did top three, bottom three, just for the sake of you. Because mm-hmm. yeah, <laughs> I know looks aren't your favorite. Uh, my, does that work for you, Taylor? Or how do you want to do it? Uh, I mean, are you going to show the video? I can, I can pretty much say I hate it for everybody but one. So, I mean, it's I wasn't a big fan of anybody's looks except for one look that I really liked. And even that, it was kind of basic. Okay, well, the rule is with the video, you only have as long as the show. So that means the three of you have to go. Three, three of us? Well, I'm sorry, the two of you. So, sorry. Joe's drunk like Jordan Darley. <laughs> <laughs> I have been watching him touch his face a lot the last hour. <laughs> Guys, you have to see this Jordan Darling. If you if you're not a, I'm saying just join Patreon to see Jordan touch his face. I mean, it is like ridiculous. It's like he just can't it's like it's it's almost to the point where I actually thought it was like a phantom hand. All right, here All we right, go. Category is buttons and bows, buttons and first bows. up we have Jada. And Jada's wearing a pink, like a very uh, cotton candy pink with hot pink in a blonde wig, very 1950s wig, I guess. I don't know. I, I gave this a seven. I liked it. Taylor? I did not like it. I give it a four. Okay. Uh, next up, we had Dahlia Sin, who did kind of a bunny on top and a mess on the bottom, in my opinion. I <laughs> yeah. gave this a one. Yeah. Um, she didn't really achieve buttons or bows for me, so that was such a low score for me. Two. Oh, okay. wow. Next up, we had Rakam Sakura, who did an Alice in Wonderland kind of fantasy mixed in with Tangled, I guess. So she did a long wig with a uh, white and blue dress, bows everywhere. I don't see any button accents, so I feel like she only did half the challenge. And I gave this a two. Uh, I'm going to give this a six. I actually do kind of like it. I don't love it, but I like it. And it's something different from last time. Great. Uh, my favorite is up next, and that was Just Jan. She came in a voodoo doll, um, very New Orleans <laughs> outfit where she ripped off a mask that had button eyes, and it's stitched, holding in all of her, kind of all of it together, and I gave this a 10. This was my top. I forgot about this look. I do like that look. I'll give it an 8. Okay. Next up, we had Heidi in Closet, or Heidi Ho, or whatever her name is. She came out in, like, a Pinocchio fantasy in a mini skirt that was red, the blue big bow. Um... I didn't see any buttons, so I feel like she only did half the runway. I don't know if they had to incorporate both, but I gave... Oh, there's, there's a button. <laughs> right on her right on her us. I gave it an eight, though. I thought she did great. Five. Oh. Up next was Gigi Gorgeous. And Gigi my, Good. Gigi Gorgeous. <laughs> Gigi Good. And she had on a, a outfit made out of millions of buttons, and, or thousands. She did a bow in her hair, all orange, very monochromatic. Um, I thought she nailed it. This was a 10 for me as well. A 10. This was my favorite look of the night. Yeah. Okay, great. And then up next, we had coming up <laughs> Jackie Cox. And she did a very Mary Poppins, showgirls inspired riverboat girl down in the south. 
Um, I thought the colors looked nice on her. I didn't really love the execution of everything, though. So I only gave this one a six. Very costumey to me. Instead of a gown, I'd give this a four. Okay. Um, next, we had Venom or Widow Von Du. She came out in a <laughs> in a clown outfit uh, with like the dunce hat look and thing. It's I loved this. I thought it was really well put together. I thought the colors were a little muted, but I think it worked okay. So I gave it a seven. Oh, I did not like this at all. I thought it accentuated all the wrong parts of her, and it's not well executed. I gave it a three. Okay. Up next, we had Crystal Method, and she's wearing an unfortunate mix of red and pink that just kind of blend in together with no shape or form. Um, she really only accomplished having a huge bow in her hair and across her chest. Um, I, I gave this a two. Uh, a two. Okay. At Nikki Doll, who has a huge button kind of fascinator in her wig. Um, it reminded me of Ms. Cracker a little bit. And then a measuring tape as a bra strap, um, a big bow across her. I thought it looked kind of sloppy. I think that the idea was there, but I gave it a four. Agreed, four. Okay. Then up next, we had Aiden Zane, who wore kind of a mod length long sleeve dress with just a few embellishments of buttons and bows around her collar and in her pussycat wig. Um, I thought it was cute, but I feel like it wasn't really pushing any envelopes, so I gave it a three. I give that a one. My least favorite look of the night. Very boring. Very. Up next was Britta Filter in pink, um, kind of bows holding everything, cinching her waist around her bust line um, in her hair, and it's kind of looks like a troll doll to me. (laughs) I don't know why. Uh, I didn't love this one. I gave it a, a four or a five. I put a four or five next to it. I'd give it a three. Okay. And then up next, the redacted, she who won't be named. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, we're not even talking. Is, is, is this we the last one? Is she yeah, the last she's one? Last one. She's, she's our last one. Oh, uh, okay. Well, then that is the looks. Uh, you know, uh, speaking of, by the way, I know we're not going to talk about her, but I will say, and I wanted to get your thoughts here, Taylor and Jay, on this. I noticed that there was some awkward ADR in announcing her name. And my theory is that they didn't like that. Maybe they thought Rue sounded a little too um, cheery the first time around. So they needed her to do like a flatter, like and next cherry pie. But you could tell there was a difference. Oh, I picked up on it. Go back and listen. Yeah. yeah, You can tell it's later. I could could see it like the Paris, New York. Like she might already have a cute thing. You know what? Like, let me have a slice of that cherry pie. That's exactly what it was. That's so I think they was. probably have gone in and changed every single... Oh, my voice. I got a timber in it. <laughs> um, <laughs> I think they went in and talked to her and said, we need to re- redo this. Yeah, I think yeah. you're right. Um, okay. Uh, all right. Well, that's the looks. All right. Here we go. After the runway, Widow, Jada, Jan, Rock, Gigi, Aiden, and Britta are named safe. Heidi in Closet, Sherry Pie, and Jackie Cox are in the top, while Dahlia Sin, Crystal Method, and Nikki Doll are in the bottom. When the girls return to the main stage, Rude tells Crystal she's safe, leaving Dahlia and Nikki to go head-to-head in a lip-sync battle for their lives. The song, Problem, by Ariana Grande and Iggy Azalea. In the end, Nikki is told, Shantae, you stay, while Dahlia Sin is asked to sashay away, which she does do without posing and dropping a catchphrase. I have thoughts on this. Jay Ellis, Taylor Latte Boy, any final thoughts on the episode? Taylor, please go ahead. I didn't really, I think that anybody who might have started to become fans for Dahlia last week, she probably lost that cachet with the way she walked off. And I think that 
the way that she presented herself and untucked really didn't help either. But the whole like kind of putting her hands up like she doesn't want anybody clapping for her and then stomping off and then them showing all of that afterwards, which also felt almost like a piece of untucked in in the episode of Drag Race was just sort of ugly. And I'm sure that that will be addressed in some way in the reunion of where she'll say, you know, I realized that I didn't represent myself in the best way. If for no other reason, just kind of like to see face with Rue. But um, it just not, not very, not very sportsmanlike for somebody that was going to come off trying to be a very fierce queen. She kind of showed that she's really, it was very immature. Is she okay? even, yeah, she even copped up to that in, in uh, the episode saying my biggest regret is not telling the girls how much I appreciate them and love them. So I think she already realizes her mistake and that it was kind of a Fifi level departure where it kind of, unfortunately the last kind of look that the audience is getting of her is her stomping away and like throwing her hands up. And uh, that's just not the image that you really want to leave people with. Also, I'm shocked with her being from the house of Aja that that was the lip sync we got. It was so low energy. I'm surprised we didn't get a double sachet. Yeah. It yeah. was it was terrible. Well, it was yeah. bad. They didn't know the words. I know every lyric to that song, and I don't... And even uh, Dahlia was saying that she performs this song, and I'm thinking, well, not very well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We, we talked about that in the beginning of the episode, that this is possibly one of the worst lip syncs on the show. Especially I, I would one that didn't, have a double, that didn't have a double uh, sachet away. I would even heighten that and say it's probably one of the one of the worst episodes overall in in a while. I, yeah. I I didn't enjoy the challenge, the runway as much as I wanted to. Um, the characters are there, like the people are fun to watch, but the the lip sync was just a bad ending to this episode. Could it just be that there's too many queens? There's a lot of strong queens, so you kind of don't know which way to look first. And everybody was so vying for attention that it just all kind of came out as noise this week. Yeah, that could be. It was just a loud episode of uh, Mayhem. Miller. (laughs) (laughs) Joe, what did you did you like the? I mean, I'm kind of bummed I missed the lip sync talk. But was it? What did you think? I think it was one of the worst lip syncs in the history of the show. I really do. The energy. It was just no energy. It was awful. I was saying that includes that includes uh, Drag Race UK. Like, it was, mm. like, the and, and then, like, yeah, you're right. How did Dahlia not know the lyrics to the song? Uh, and, and Nikki, but Nikki Doll couldn't, are you surprised that Nikki Doll is not high energy? She's not high energy in life. Yeah. Well, for someone who's saying, I want to break out of this mold of being the sexy one, yeah. I, that she can't even turn out, like, a pop song, which I think would be in her wheelhouse. Because sometimes, mm-hmm. you know how they, they mess with the songs and they, they change them last minute to kind of mm-hmm. keep who they want to keep, I've heard. They seem too two girls who are very keen to do a pop song versus a ballad. And yeah. so I was thinking, well, this is going to be a high energy one. And I thought Dolly was going to take it just knowing the house of Aja and, you know, yeah. thinking it'd be that. Um, all right. Well, that's going to do it for this week's episode of RuPaul's Drag Race Recap. This episode was produced by Luke Stamen. Be sure to join us next week and every week as we continue to discuss, dissect, and deconstruct each brand new episode of RuPaul's Drag Race Season 12. So... For Taylor the Latte Boy, Jay Ellis, and myself. Sashay away until next week. Thank you for listening to RuPaul's Drag Race Recap. Have something to say? Email us at dragracerecap at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at dragracerecap. 
If you want access to more Season 12 content, support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash afterthoughtmedia. You can follow Taylor the Latte Boy on Twitter and Instagram at P-I-M-C Taylor. Follow Joe Batanz on Twitter and Instagram at Joe Batanz. That's J-O-E-B-E-T-A-N-C-E. The theme song was written by Lucian Piani and arranged and performed by Alex Lefebvre. This episode was produced by Luke Stamen. Drag Race Recap is an Afterthought Media podcast. <laughs>